Welcome back to our fourth and final part to this series. We're going to finish this series even stronger than we started it. This is unlocking the power that is in God's Word. You know, God's Word was never intended to be kept a secret from Christians. God's Word was intended to be kept a secret from the world, but it's actually secrets that are meant to be unraveled as gifts to Christians. That's why the Bible portrays the Word as oracles, as pearls of wisdom, as secrets that you find in the secret place, as revelation knowledge that's unpacked by the hearing of the Word. See, God's Word is meant to fill you, to change you, to transform you from the inside out, and it can't be received unless you have relationship with Holy Spirit, which if you're a Christian and you're watching that right now, that's why these live streams are so crucial for you. Because there is no dollar amount that you can put on revelation knowledge. See, the Bible says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people destroy themselves due to a lack of knowledge. Well, what's the knowledge? Revelation knowledge. Lack of revelation knowledge of God's word is the only thing that really destroys a Christian in life. Many Christians will blame the devil. Many Christians will blame their neighbor. But very little Christians are willing to rise up and say that the problems in my life are due to my lack of knowledge in God's word. Because the reality is, he's given you over 8,800 promises, which are answered prayers already for you to seek out and unwrap in your life. So it doesn't matter what area it is. That's what we've gone over this past week. Whether it's the area of finances, whether it's the area of health and wellness, whether it's the area of revelation knowledge of the Holy Spirit, of the gifts of the Spirit, of depression, of anxiety, any area that you need knowledge for to conquer in life is accessed right here. It's just up to you to search it out. So... This is our fourth and final part, and originally, I was going to cover the difference between rhema and logos, the two different words in the Greek that are used to describe God's word, but I have a feeling I should save that for another time. So instead, we're going to cover the three key benefits that I want you to take away at the end of this week. Hey, Evan, love you, man. Can't wait to see you again soon. The three key benefits of God's word that are going to tie in these other three subjects. If you missed the last three sessions that I did, you have to go watch them after this video. I covered why it's important that you feed on God's word, that it's not meant just for a 10, 15 minute devotional session in the morning, but it's meant to be fed on, that you should actually feed on God's word more than you feed on natural food. Because Jesus said that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Father. So we need, we need God's word even to survive. And not even just to survive, but in order to thrive as God has intended you to do. Number two, what did I cover in number two? I can't remember. Oh, alive and active. I covered the difference between alive and active, the word of God, comparatively to historical textbooks, novels, poetry, all that good stuff that you find in the world carnal writings versus God's word because it says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that God's word is quick and powerful or alive and active it's sharper than a two-edged sword so I dissect what it means that God's word is alive and active inside of you you must go watch that it'll change your life and then yesterday I went over what it means to build a life on the firm foundation of God's word Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 
a wise man hears and understands my words and then does them and builds his life upon them. But an unwise person does not. And that's why when winds blow and waves crash and all hell breaks loose in life, that person's house falls to pieces. But the believer's house stands firm because it's built on the foundation. Those are three powerful, powerful sermons. You're going to want to go listen to them. And now we're going to tie it all together with the three key benefits of God's word. Really quickly, before I get into these three key benefits, I want to give people an opportunity to sow financially. I've had a lot of people been asking me how they can give to the ministry and they want to know what exactly the ministry is doing. So I'll take an offering at the end as well, but I want to give people an opportunity right now to sow that have been asking questions before I forget. On the screen on YouTube, you're going to see the different ways that you can sow into the ministry. We reached 150 million people last year. This year, I'm aiming for 200 million people. Currently, we're feeding 25 kids every day in the country of Nicaragua by the grace of God. And we have finances going out to eight different ministries that are also getting people born again. They're also feeding the hungry, taking care of the poor. So if you're looking to help us advance the kingdom of God, if you have something that's stirring inside of you right now that says, Lord, I want to advance your kingdom. I want to build your kingdom. I want to feed the hungry. I want to help the poor, the needy. If you have a heart for that, this is how you can give to the advancement of the gospel. You have Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal as different ways that you can give. Venmo is at Revival Way, all one word, all lowercase. Cash App is dollar sign Revival Way. And PayPal is at Revival Way as well. I know a lot of people that are watching right now, you're already givers, and we thank you so much for your giving. I love you and I bless you for it. Also, if you don't know already, we're believing God for 100 monthly partners at $100 or more a month. Some people give 100 bucks a month. Some people give 50 bucks a month. Some people give 1,000 bucks a month. Whatever it is that you can afford, if you have a heart to advance the kingdom, I highly encourage you to become a monthly partner with Revival Way. You can go to my website, RevivalWay.com, and click Become a Monthly Partner today. And what we're going to do is we're going to send you one of my favorite books. It's the seven laws that you must honor in order to have uncommon success in life. My favorite part, it's a very short read. It doesn't take very long, but it's powerful. It's like seven chapters of just unbelievable wisdom and knowledge. So it's worth it, that's for sure. And number two, if you become a monthly partner at $100 or more a month, we're going to put you in a separate group of Zoom sessions where once a month you'll have private access to me to ask me questions about social media, ask me questions about the word. You can ask me questions about evangelism, whatever it is that's stirring in your spirit. You'll be put in a private Zoom group and my team's going to reach out to you via email and we'll get all of that set together. The first meeting is going to be on November 1st. So don't miss it. If you're a giver and you have a heart to give, those are the different ways that you can give. Now, let's get right into it. Hosea chapter 4. Me looking for Hosea. I know it, but I can't find it. Hosea chapter 4. Verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I want you to highlight that. Somebody type it in the comments for me. 
Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Type that in the comments. Hey, Alexandria on YouTube. Good to see you. Gabby on YouTube. We love you so much. Thanks for jumping on. If you're on YouTube right now, don't forget, like this live stream and share it with a friend. Share it with somebody that needs Jesus and share it with somebody that knows Jesus. Hey, Ness. That's right. Vanessa knows her Bible. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Pretty harsh, but that's God. God says, my people, so not the world, not sinners, my people, people that are Christians, people that are in covenant with God, my people destroy, <laughs> destroy themselves due to a lack of revelation knowledge. Vanessa said, that's right. It only took me 48 minutes to find Hosea. Me too, and I'm the one preaching. Amen. Thank you so much for the blessings. My people destroy themselves due to a lack of knowledge. Now, growing up, I always played sports. So it was kind of easy for me to bear responsibility. However, I realized, and obviously this isn't the case for everybody, but I realized a lot of people that I was around that didn't play sports and never had responsibility in their life, it was always so tough for them to take responsibility when something went wrong in their life. People are finger pointers. I'm telling you. you. You can probably name three people at the top of your head just right now. That every time something goes wrong in their life, they point at somebody else. Or if you ever played sports, you remember that one person. Every time there was a bad pass, a bad block, something went wrong. They were always blaming the refs. They were always blaming the play. They were always blaming the coach. They are always blaming the defense. They're always blame, 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 blame. See, as a Christian, blame goes out the window because God says, when you're my kid, the only reason you don't have success is because of a lack of revelation knowledge. Now, God's already done everything he'll ever do about revelation knowledge. It's here in his word. He's given you everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. That's what the Bible says. So when your life is going through destruction, we know that it says in James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, that if we submit ourselves to God and we resist the devil, he must flee from us. So you could say, Talon, I'm not living a life of sin. I resist every temptation that comes my way. But for some reason, my finances are not increasing. For some reason, I'm not healed. For some reason, I have no joy. For some reason, there's destruction in my life. This is the reason that there's destruction in your life. Whatever area in your life that you're not happy with is because you don't have revelation of what God's word says about that area of your life. I want you to write that down. Revelation knowledge is the key to success. That's why people, and I mean myself included, I, I will drive, and I mean I have an entire team around me. We drive multiple times a year. 26 plus hours to go receive revelation knowledge and impartation. There is not a, a dollar amount that you could put on revelation knowledge. The Bible says, what is it for a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul, his mind, his will, and his emotions? Revelation knowledge is priceless. I'll drive any distance. I'll fly any distance. I'll sow any amount financially. Whatever it takes to receive revelation knowledge, 
I am willing to pay the price, but you have to have that same mentality or else you won't see success. You'll enter into destruction, but it's not God's will that you be destructive that you be destroyed, destructed. I almost said. It's not God's will that you be destroyed. Remember, it says in Malachi chapter 3 that he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. If you're going backwards financially, if you're going backwards in your joy, if you're going backwards in your revelation, that is being devoured. It is illegal for you as a Christian to go backwards. If he rebukes the devourer for your sake, every area of your life should be ever increasing. I want you to write that in the comments. Every area of my life will increase starting today. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I want to share a story with you that I heard not too long ago. There was a great man of God back in the day who brought amazing revelation to the planet. Dr. Kenneth Hagin. Just, they almost called him like the father of faith. Because he had such revelation on faith. And... There was another great young man of God. His name was Enoch Edoboye. Enoch Edoboye was blessed enough to travel with a handful of other very young ministers at the time out to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go sit in Dr. Kenneth Hagin's camp meeting. And when he was out there, he made a demand that he met with Kenneth Hagin. And so by the grace of God, he was able to meet with Kenneth Hagin after the service. And when he met with him, him and three other buddies, I believe it was three other buddies, all had 15 minutes to meet with Dr. Hagen. And the first buddy shook his hand and said, oh, I'm so blessed by you and your ministry. You've taught me so much. I've learned so much. And he's from Africa. So he asked if he could have permission to take his magazines back to Africa. And Kenneth Hagen said, absolutely. I'll get you some magazines. I would love for you to take my magazines back to Africa. And then the second friend said, I love your teaching so much. You've changed my life. This revelation needs to go back to where I live in Africa. Can I have your CDs? And he said, absolutely. You can take my CDs and bring them to Africa. And then when he got to Enoch Edoboye, he said, young man, what can I do for you? And he said, I want what's inside of you. And he smiled a little bit and he talked to his assistant and he said, get this man magazines, get this man CDs. And then escort everybody out of the room, please. I'm going to pray with this young man. And Enoch Edoboye said that when everybody had left the room, Kenneth Hagin laid his hands on him. And he saw a massive, bright white light. And next thing he knew, he was laying on the floor. And he had fallen out under the power of God. And Kenneth Hagin was laying hands on him, praying in tongues. Enoch Edoboye, 50 years later, has now started more churches than any person in human history. Over 19,000 churches. But it's because he put a demand on the revelation knowledge that Kenneth Hagin had inside of him to make him who he was. See, your spirit man, because you are spirit, you have a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a body. Your spirit feeds on revelation knowledge. That's the substance of things hoped for. That's in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. That substance is revelation knowledge, which comes by this. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So Kenneth Hagin had such revelation knowledge in his spirit that it was acknowledged by Enoch Edoboye. And by laying hands on him and receiving what was in him by impartation, he ended, go, he ended up going and shaking the planet, changing everything. Took over a denomination that had 27 churches in it at the time. 
And now they have over 19,000 churches. They're the fastest growing denomination, I believe, on the planet. And I believe that they're in the process of creating a sanctuary that seats 3 million people. Or I think it seats 1 million people, but they'll have three services a day when they do their meetings. Massive project. It's like three kilometers by three kilometers long. It's huge. That is the potential that comes from revelation knowledge. And revelation knowledge is the secret to success in every area of your life. Now, the Bible explains that there's four different types of wisdom or knowledge in the world. Number one, there's a carnal wisdom. This is animal-like, Adamic nature-like carnal wisdom. When a baby comes out of the womb, you don't have to tell the baby how to get milk out of its mother's breast. It knows where the nipple is. When you're born, you have a carnal, natural instinct as a human being that's called carnal wisdom. Number two, there's educated wisdom. That's what a person goes to university for. And they come out with a master's degree or a doctorate. That's man's next level of educated wisdom. Then there's number three, demonic wisdom, demonic knowledge, which is the second most powerful force in the spirit realm. But then there's the most powerful force by far, and that's God's wisdom. That's God's revelation knowledge, which is only tapped into by his word and through the eyes of his spirit. Remember the prayer that Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1. He said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That there's an enlightenment that comes into the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your spirit, when you seek after God. Remember, those that hunger and thirst, they are the ones that are satisfied. So when you hunger and thirst for revelation knowledge, there's no carnal wisdom, no educated wisdom, no demonic wisdom that will ever hold you back from success in your life. It's up to you to find out what area of your life that you need breakthrough in. What area of your life that you demand increase in. Because you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. He said in John chapter 16, All that the Father has, has been given to me. And all that I have, I give to you. If all that Jesus has, he gives to you, it's up to you to go seek it out. I've preached on this a couple times this week. In Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2, it says, It's to the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the honor of kings to seek it out. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 17, that we reign as kings in this life. Because you reign as a king in this life, as a Christian, that means that you have the honor to go seek out what God gets glory for concealing in his word. But you got to get along with the Lord. It requires the secret place. It requires a poorness in spirit. Every time you open God's word, you say, Holy Spirit, reveal things to me. And you go and you sit under, <laughs> you go and you sit under men and women of God that have revelation knowledge that you require. I'm driving up to Minnesota this weekend to go see Pastor Mark and Trina Hankins because they carry a spirit of faith. They have revelation knowledge that I require in my life. So I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go sit under the word and catch their spirit. The same way that Elisha caught Elijah's. Now I know that was a lot. But praise the Lord. I want you to type this in the comments, and I want you to believe it. Revelation knowledge puts you above everybody else. 
Remember, God told Abraham, Today I set you high above all the nations of the earth. Same thing to Joshua. Revelation knowledge is what sets you high above all the nations of the earth. Revelation knowledge is your key to the fast track to being in this world, but not of this world. You will be on a different playing field. Everybody else will be going some other direction. You'll be going a million miles an hour upwards, always. Always on top, never beneath. Just like it says in Psalm chapter 1, you'll be a tree planted by streams of water and your leaf will never wither. If you ever feel like your leaves are withering, there's something off. And I promise it's not God. So if you ever find yourself in an area where I'm like, man, my leaf is withering over here in my finances. Man, my leaf is withering over here in my energy. Man, my life is withering over here in my joy. Find out what's off and bring it into alignment. You never base God's word off of your experience. You base your experience off of God's word. Remember, faith doesn't deny fact, but faith comes from truth, comes from the truth, and truth changes fact. Faith is what changes the fact in your life. So when it looks like things are going south, you stand on God's word and you bring things into alignment with it. But we've gone over this before. Faith requires action. It requires first hearing, then understanding and meditating, then believing, then speaking, then walking it out. Walk it as you've spoken it. As you walk it, yeah, that's right. Walk it like I talk it, right? Sometimes they know what they're talking about. I want you to type this in the comments. Say, I walk it like I talk it. I'm, I'm serious. Put it in the comments. I walk it like I talk it. Now, I will never endorse rap music. But I'll tell you what, I can't say rap music. I know there's Christian rap out there. I'll never endorse secular music. But you can walk it like you talk it. Someone said, I want to walk it like I talk it. Don't want to walk it like you talk it. Just walk it like you talk it. Wanting, wanting won't get you anywhere. There's an old, <clears throat> there's an old saying in life. People would say, I want or I wish. And I had an old football coach. He said, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other hand and tell me which one fills up first. The one you crap in is always going to fill up first. So you can wish all day. You can want all day. It's up to you to be a go-getter. You got to go make it happen. I remember, funny enough, my uncle actually told me this and it stuck with me. I don't think it was, uh, yeah, Colton liked that one, huh? <laughs> I don't think it was, it came from a saved person, but this quote was a lot of people are always waiting for things to happen, but very few people go happen to things. As a Christian, faith goes and happens to things. You are required to cause things to happen. Don't wait for things to happen in your life. Be a person that goes and makes things happen. Don't ever, the only person you should ever wait on is God. And honestly, after reading this, there's not a lot of waiting that needs to be done. Even in your waiting, you can be pressing. You can be pushing. You can be believing. You can be speaking. Even in your waiting. All right, I'll move on from that. Number two, 
healing, life, and joy. This is your number two. Write that down. God's word, the number two benefit of God's word is it brings healing, it brings life, and it brings joy. Go to Proverbs chapter four with me. I know there's going to be some people that go and like listen to Migos now and say, Evangelist Taylor told me I could listen to Migos. I did not say you could listen to Migos, but you are required to walk it like you talk it. Someone said healing. That's right. The way you speak is fire. I suggest you read the book, The Knowledge of Life by Witness Lee. Thank you for the suggestion. I got a testimony today from somebody they sewed into the ministry through PayPal. And last night, I believe, they were on the live stream. We prayed for healing. And even as I was preaching, I wasn't even preaching on healing. There's just something that'll happen in you when God's word gets inside of you. <laughs> no, Vanessa, I will not be singing that song for you. There's something that happens when God's word gets inside of you that it just makes you realize healing's mine. I'm not supposed to be sick. I'm not supposed to be hurt. And this woman, she had like a, a rotator cuff issue or something like that. She couldn't move her shoulder at all. And we prayed for her the other night, and she has almost full mobility in her shoulder now. And it's just been increasingly getting better and better ever since we prayed. She's 54. The majority of her life, she has not been able to move her shoulder. It's been what's called a frozen shoulder. And she got healed through a live stream. And then she sewed into the ministry because of it. And she had a, another demand that she was putting on her seed. But that's the power of God's word. See, the Bible says in Zechariah 4.6, it's not by might, it's not by power, meaning it's not by human strength, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. All I'm required to do is sow the word. The Bible says the sower sows the word. That's why I come on here every day. I get the word of God inside of you. That's right. The frozen shoulder got heated by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Very clever. I'm just required to plant God's word inside of you. I come up. I just quote the word of God and the spirit of the Lord does the rest. That's all that's required. You can live in a state of rest like that, but it's important that people come expecting to receive just like she did. She was on the live stream, only took her an hour and she received what she didn't even know that she was coming for. I don't even think she was on the live stream to get healed. She just had faith to get healed. Praise God. Hey, my brother, Josh McDonald. Good to see you, man. Loving your TikToks. I saw things getting a little spicy on TikTok, huh? I feel your pain, man. Proverbs chapter 4. God's word brings healing, it brings life, and it brings joy. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. I want you to highlight that. Be attentive to my words. Don't just listen to them. Be attentive. When God's word goes forth, you hang on to every word. Every word. If one word in Matthew 14 was enough out of the mouth of Jesus for Peter to walk on water, you can expect the same result with even an if or an I or a but or an or out of the word of God. Every word has enough revelation power for you to literally walk on the waters. All Jesus said to Peter was, come, and he walked on water. If one word out of his mouth could do that, it can happen for you as well. So you be attentive to God's word. Every word. Incline your ear to my sayings, meaning have expectation. 
You always incline your ear to the word of the Lord. Let them not escape from your sight, so the eyes of your spirit. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all of their flesh. Now here's something I want you to know about God. God, by his precious Holy Spirit, wrote the word. That's what Paul told Timothy. All scripture is breathed out by God. God's Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. And he said, all of their flesh will be healed by the word of God. Now, he doesn't exaggerate and he doesn't make mistakes. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. So if Holy Spirit said that my words are life to their bones and healing to all of their flesh, even as I speak the word to you, you can grab a hold of the word and expect to be healed in your body. Even right now, the word's gone forth. God's word in Jeremiah 1 says he watches over it to perform it. And in Mark 16, it said that God worked with the disciples, co-laboring with them, confirming the message they preached with accompanied signs and wonders. So as you preach the word, God's word will have the effect of what is being preached. Hello in Indonesia. So when I come on here, and even for, for people, I know that a lot of preachers watch me. This is a huge key for preachers. I want you to know this. Whatever topic you preach on, you can demonstrate by the power of the Holy Ghost. So when I come on here and I preach on healing, I can then lay hands on the sick and expect them to recover. I can speak to the sick and expect them to recover. When I talk about finances... I can take an offering and expect people to have a return because their faith has been built and they've sown in faith. Every area of God's word is that way. Whatever you preach, people will have faith for. Whatever they have faith for can be demonstrated by the power of the Spirit. So I want you to understand that. So God's word brings healing and it brings life. If you need healing in your body, you don't even have to travel 1,500 miles to go see a man of God. You don't even have to jump on a live stream. You can straight up open God's word and say, your word says that it heals my, my flesh. All of my flesh. Flesh, I command you be healed now in Jesus' name and align with the word of God. And you stand on the word and you watch the word work in you as you work the word. I want you to type this in the comments. Say, I'm going to work the word. Hey, Ben on YouTube. Brianna on YouTube. That's right, Nat. Natty, Nat, Natalia. That's awesome. You're going to work the word. You're going to walk it like you talk it. And then you're going to work the word. Blake Smith. I love you, man. All my, all my old-time buddies are hopping on. Yo, Blake. No one else is going to get this, but I don't care. So I had, <laughs> you remember Whiskey from high school. Whiskey shot me a message on Facebook. And uh, I figured maybe he's been watching the live streams or whatever. Maybe he found out I got saved. For anyone that, that doesn't know what's going on here, my buddy Blake lives in Texas and he got saved. And uh, he's married to an amazing Christian woman named Tori. We go back to high school. We've known each other for a long time. But Blake, I wanted to tell you this. So Whiskey shoots me a message on Facebook the other day. 
Now, Whiskey's not his real name. His name's Elijah. But his nickname in high school was Whiskey because he liked to drink whiskey. And uh, he shoots me a message on Facebook. And he says, hey, bro, you got Cash App. And normally when people ask me if I have Cash App, they're looking to like send donations into the ministry to help advance the gospel and, and <laughs> feed the hungry. So I was like, yeah, bro, like good to hear from you. I haven't seen you or heard from you since high school, but here's my Cash App. And then he's like, no, I was just asking because I know the government's been handing out money to people with Cash App. So I was going to see if you got your money or not. <laughs> I just thought it was like the funniest thing ever. Just such a whiskey thing. Hey, you got Cash App? Me thinking he's going to sow a seed into the ministry. Nah, I just want to see if the government gave you any money. You know, let's just turn that into a sermon. When you're a Christian, you don't have to rely on the government to give you money. You don't have to be like whiskey. Whiskey's out here looking for handouts from the government. I love him. Bless his soul. But when you're a Christian, the Bible says that God puts you on a whole nother level. You're above all the nations of the earth. It says you will lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. So when you're a Christian, you don't have to be like that. You don't have to be looking for handouts from the government. You can expect to be the person that gives handouts. Amen. That's right. Someone said in the comments, don't be like whiskey. Don't be like whiskey. And don't drink whiskey. One of these days I'll preach on why you shouldn't drink alcohol. That'll make, I'll lose a lot of followers then. That was a lot of Christians that like to drink. All right. Healing, life, and joy. Oh yeah. Carolyn's testimony. I want to share a testimony of what God's word will do when it gets inside of you. I was preaching a couple of weeks ago out here in Iowa in Whittemore. And there was this, uh, there is this older woman. She's probably in, yeah, Blake, that's pretty funny. She's probably in her eighties. And she had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's and she comes into the meeting and I didn't know she was going to be there, but I told people two nights previously or the night before I said, Hey, you bring everyone that's sick that, you know, tomorrow I'm going to preach on the healing power of God and we're going to lay our hands on the sick and they're going to be healed. And so that's what we did. And this woman was diagnosed with Parkinson's and she was on a stretcher. Basically she was bedridden. She couldn't put her own clothes on. She couldn't feed herself. And so I believe her daughter and her friend went and picked her up, took her out of bed, put clothes on her, and they carried her into the meeting. Like this is something that you'd read out of the, the book of Acts or the gospels. Like when they lowered that paraplegic man through the roof of Peter's house. This is what it was like. They literally carried her into the meeting. And I, as I was preaching on the healing power of God, I don't even know how God's word was getting inside of this woman. She was sitting there literally looking dead. Like you could see the spirit of death on this woman. Her eyes weren't even open. I don't think she was in the natural hearing anything that was coming out of my mouth. But God's word will get into your spirit. And when God's word gets into your spirit, it stirs up what's inside of you. And this woman needed a miracle. So I was preaching on the healing power of God and how God is no respecter of person and how Jesus healed people immediately and he'll heal you immediately now. And as I was preaching, she started to move. She still had her eyes closed and her mouth was open like a Venus flytrap, but she was starting to move. And all of a sudden I see her try to get up, but she couldn't get up out of her seat on her own. So her friends picked her up while I was preaching and began to walk her to the back of the room. And I just had this unction. It was like the gift of faith just came on me. And I, I hustled to the back of the room. And I just put my hand on her and I cursed the spirit of death. And I said, be healed. 
I command life into your body. And you got to be forceful with it. The devil responds to authority. And it didn't look like anything happened. But went back to the front and I kept preaching. And not even kidding, probably 15 minutes later, her eyes were wide open. And she had this big old smile on her face. And it was like this heaviness just left the room. And it was like life had entered into this woman's body. And I said, Carolyn, you're looking good back there. And she just gave me this big old smile. And a woman that couldn't even walk herself into the building ends up jogging. It was a run for her. I mean, she's in her 80s. She basically sprinted to the front of the room and gave me this massive hug. And the whole room went wild. She got healed right there. And she was in the rest of our meetings. She went in there and she had her eyes wide open. And she just loved it. Like, it totally new woman. Spirit of death left. Totally healed. And that's the power of God's word going forth. When God's word goes forth, people get healed. It's healing to all of your flesh. I didn't have to do anything. That woman was being healed even as I was just preaching. I didn't have, I, I probably didn't even have to go lay hands on her. I just felt the, the unction to go do it. That's what God's word will do. Go to Jeremiah chapter 15. And I'm going to wrap this up shortly. So it brings healing and life. And Jeremiah 15, verse 16 says, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. So the prophet Jeremiah says, I found your words, and I ate them. And when I consumed them, they brought me great joy, and they became the delight of my heart. God's word will heal you. It will do miracles in your life. It will force life into your spirit and into your body, and it will produce joy in you. Guard your joy, because Nehemiah said in chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. The moment your joy is gone, you'll lose all your strength to read the Bible. You'll lose all your strength to go to church. You'll lose all your strength to want to watch these live streams. Guard the joy of the Lord in your life. Guard the joy of the Lord in your life. And it comes from God's word and from his presence. It says, in the presence of God is fullness of joy. God's word will always bring in his presence. So it's life to your body. It's healing to your flesh. And it's joy and delight to your heart. Praise the Lord. Third and final one. Third and final key. It's a tool and a weapon God's word is. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 13. Well, verse 10. I'll just read the whole thing. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So Paul says that you are strong in the Lord by putting on the armor of God. And by doing that, you can stand against the schemes of the devil. So the armor of God is meant to crush the devil in your life. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. 
in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take up the helmet of salvation and highlight this, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So it says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. So that is what you're taking up. It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And how do you take it up? By praying always in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, God's word becomes a sword out of your mouth. Then God's word is not only a tool that faith is meant to shield every fiery dart of the devil, but it's also a weapon to tear down strongholds, to cut down lies, to rip apart every plan of the devil in your life. Remember, it says in Revelation, when Jesus comes back, he'll come back and he will have fire out of his mouth and a double-edged sword. That same sword comes out of your mouth when God's word is in you. That's why it says in Hebrews 4.12 that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. God's word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, comes out of your mouth when you mix it with faith. So it can become a tool and a weapon for you. So the three key benefits of God's word is revelation knowledge to get understanding. Remember, it says in Proverbs, get wisdom, but in your getting, get understanding. It doesn't matter if you can just memorize Bible verses. They have to be written on your heart. If they're not alive in your life, they do you no good. Doesn't matter to just know words on a page. It must be a part of you. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. God's word must be written on your heart. That's why I always tell preachers, don't come on to a, to a camera and just preach to preach. Don't preach information. It does nobody any good. Religion has gotten America into an information pile of dookie where it's all information. People are just passionate about a topic, so they go and preach about it. That's, that's not how you're meant to preach. You only preach what's revelation in your life. Preach what you have revelation on. If you've never seen somebody healed, it is in the word, but probably stick to something that you have revelation on. Find out what God's given you deep revelation of and stick to that and preach that. And if you don't have revelation on certain topics, get them. God's not hiding it from you. He's ready to give you revelation knowledge, but seek it out. So preach revelation. So those are the three things. Revelation knowledge, healing life and joy, and a tool and a weapon. Those are the three key benefits of God's word in your life. Now I want to pray for people. But before I pray for people, I want to give you an opportunity again to sow into the ministry. You know, it says in Malachi chapter 3, that when you bring your tithes and your offerings to where you're being fed, that God is able to make, he rebukes the devourer for your sake, and he opens up the windows of heaven in your life. And he says he pours out a blessing on you so great that you literally can't even contain it. But you have to honor God with your money. And this is revelation knowledge for people right now with finances. If you need breakthrough in money, or maybe you need breakthrough in another area, like that woman did earlier tonight when she sent me a, a seed through PayPal financially, or you need impartation. 
Someone said, I want an impartation prayer. I'll pay for, I'll, I'll pray for impartation for you guys. But when it comes to impartation, the way you tap into grace on somebody's life is financial seed. I'm telling you right now, when you honor somebody, that honor is what opens up the door to grace. But without a seed, there's no honor. So I want to give people an opportunity to sow into the ministry tonight. You know, as I've already told you, we reached 150 million people last year. This year, excuse me, we're going to reach 200 million people. Right now, the ministry is feeding 25 kids every day in the country of Nicaragua. Praise the Lord. And we're only increasing. And right now, we have eight other ministries that we're currently helping to financially support as well. And they're out there getting people born again. They're out there feeding the hungry. They're out there doing crusades in cities. So this is great. The Lord is really using this ministry to help impact the world, which we're so grateful for. So if you've been touched by this message tonight, I like how Isaiah Saldivar says it. We don't dine and dash. If you've received something from tonight's word, I want to encourage you. Sow into the ministry and watch what God will do for your life. I share this story a lot, but I'm going to share it again. There was a time where I needed financial breakthrough in my life. And the Lord spoke to me to give $540 to another preacher. And it was almost all the money that I had. But I knew that if I gave it to God, he could multiply it back to me. It took all the faith that I had, but I did it. And I sent this other preacher $540. And after I had sent him $540, a couple of days later, when it looked like that money wasn't coming back, and I was like, but I didn't let it leave my mouth. I just kept believing God's word. I said, God, you said that you're able to make it come back to me. Sometimes 100-fold, sometimes 60-fold, sometimes 30-fold. And I just kept standing on God's word. And I needed breakthrough. And all of a sudden, boom, a minister comes up to me at a minister's conference and says, I'm going to give you $12,000, <laughs> which is a lot more than $540. And this minister had no idea that I had given away $540 before that. He had no idea what was going on. He had no idea that that was an answer to prayer, that God had just done a miracle in my life. So the same way, that I had that experience, you can have that experience. Where do you need breakthrough in your life? Put a demand on it financially. There was a young woman who needed breakthrough in her life a couple of months ago, and she sent me $50. She sent $50 into the ministry. And uh, I think it might have been all the money she had. And she said, I'm believing God for breakthrough. The next day, she happened to win lottery, and she won $500 on a lottery ticket. Coincidence? I think not. And there's so many different stories like that. But put a demand on your seed tonight. I want to encourage you. Sow into the ministry. If you have a heart to see this world changed, give with joy. Don't give through pressure. But if you feel it in your heart to give, give with a smile on your face. And let's advance the kingdom of God. All right. If you're watching right now, get your seed together. You can give through Venmo at Revival Way, Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way, and PayPal at Revival Way. Also, I'm believing God for a hundred monthly partners. So if you want to partner with the ministry, I'm going to send you my favorite book, Seven Laws That You Must Honor to Have Uncommon Success in Life. It changed my life. And I'm going to add you to a separate Zoom group. And in that Zoom group, you will have private access to me once a month with a group of other people to ask me questions on evangelism, social media, whatever you want. And you'll have a good amount of time with me once a month. 
Brother Colton said, I'm enjoying the book so far. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram, you posted some of the keys of wisdom, man. They're powerful books. They're super short, but they're so deep. There's so much revelation in them. So ask the Lord what he would have you give and let me pray for you. And I'm going to pray for impartation as well. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for every individual that's giving to the ministry right now. I join my faith with them. And we believed your word that you said those that sow, you're able to make all grace and all sufficiency abound toward us in all good things and at all times. We receive it now that you said some reap a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And you said it always comes down, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that we can expect to receive liberally into our laps. Thank you that the windows of heaven are open in our lives because you delight in us who give tithes and offerings. We love you and we worship you. We glorify you with this giving. And I join my faith with every person that's giving now. Lord, let it be done unto them as they have believed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Anybody that wants impartation, I'll pray for you right now as well. Just put your hands up toward heaven. Close both of your eyes. And whatever you're believing for, receive this. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I release an impartation of the gifts of healing, the gift of faith, revelation, knowledge, favor, and grace to come upon their lives now. In Jesus' mighty name, that they would go to new levels in the Spirit. Let favor of man come upon their life as well. I release it unto him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. God bless you, everybody. I love you so much. Thank you for joining me tonight. Have a blessed weekend. I'll see you next week, Monday night, 7 p.m. Adios.